2024 and to that's what i'm saying the podcast about hip-hop entertainment dating sex relationships and social issues from a sometimes ratchet because you know i mean my sister do but mostly woke perspective so listen and subscribe to that's what i'm saying we're on apple podcast google podcast soundcloud iheart radio spotify pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast you can listen to us also Watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV, or just download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod, that's T-W-I-S-P-O-D. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Happy Hi. 2024. Hey, now. Happy 2024. Happy How to be here. How, How are you? you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm as good. I'm as good. Yeah. Is it cold over there? Um, you know what? We had a really bad um, rainstorm. It was like, you know, weather advisory. Everything was closing early. It was a big deal. Oh, yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. Did it, did it end up, though? Was it for real, for real? Or? Well, you know it's real when the home goods is closing at 5 o'clock. I know. That's right. You would know. they shutting up shop. I was like, oh, oh where are we? Oh, oh, wait. They were like, we're closing. We have to close. Say <laughs> mercy. So, um, yeah. But you know what? You you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, what happened? You don't see anything until you get on the road and it was flooding. Anywhere that was going to flood, it flooded. flooded. So get into where you had to go. You had to give yourself like 40 minutes this morning. Because mm, okay, it was detours galore. But I'm good. What about you? I thought y'all were having a, a tornado down that way. Who told you that? That's what <laughs> That's what the news said. Florida was was about to be hit with some real storm. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see all of that. I, I don't believe Hold that. Hold on a minute. Were you just watching Netflix so you didn't watch the news? <laughs> You're exactly right. You know I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. Because you want to know who told you know. me? Mommy Mommy told me you guys had to. <laughs> <laughs> How mommy told me? you like, where, where you hear that from? Uh, Mommy? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't see one. So luckily, it didn't, it didn't touch down over here. I mean, everything was good. Okay, I watered my plants. Everything was good. No wind? Mm-mm. You know what? Mm-hmm. No. Nothing. Calm down over there. <laughs> Whoa, Kimosabi. All right, all right, look. Wait, hold on. Mommy said that when her plants um blew over. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, you know what, but I know weather's funny like that, because I know we were driving one day and you were like, look at how it's raining across the street. Yep, you remember that? Yeah, so yes. it's, you know, so, it's isolated yeah, it over is. here. Like, it you, is you know, you like could have sundown, sundown one street and then go to go down a little further and it's, you know, it's raining. So it just depends. That's but crazy, yeah. man. That's but crazy. Yeah, but welcome to 2024. Isn't this beautiful? We made it. We're here. Wowzers. Yeah, we are here another year. Whew, I have good. lived to see. I keep saying that for a lot of things. I have lived to see. Amazingly <laughs> and abundantly blessed. Mm-hmm. Are we not? Amen. Yes, Amen. absolutely. The church okay all right so what are we calling this episode oh now it took us some time to come up with it but i think we got a good one and as i clapped we said strong j this episode is called money mic drop drops mic isn't that perfect isn't that perfect getting right into the ratchet i love it i love it mm-hmm. you know money mic drop come up and with a name but yeah that was good get so on, get into it we're going to get right to that because all talk goes to Cat Williams' interview with Shannon Sharp on the Club Shay Shay. On Club Shay Shay. Okay. And I heard it go from, you know, two, four million, uh, six million. I wake up in the morning, then it goes to 29 million viewers, then it turned to 30 million viewers, and 40 million. You know, people have tuned in to watch this interview where Cat Williams is doing a lot of mic drops and he's pulling up a lot of big names in Hollywood and a lot of big situations. Mm -hmm. And he's telling it 
and um you know giving a little history about himself and just a lot of aw shit aw you know mm-hmm. so i did watch it it is a it's it's uh, close to you three hours. All of it? I watched. I watched, watched the two and a half so hours. It, it took me. Yep, it took me two days only because I had to like stop and run some errands and then come back to it. <laughs> so I was okay. I'm back. I'm back because I wanted to really give my undivided attention. You know, when a lot of people ask me like, "What do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" And so you kind of got to be careful when you start running your mouth with opinions and opinions. Um, this was his story. This is testimony. I will say this: it was very entertaining, and he was also very, um, I will say, enlightening to it. Like he he dropped a lot of gems in there um he's very intelligent and what i do like about him is that he's not he's not on all the time mm-hmm. you know and that's some comics are some comics they know how to be on all the time you know but i can just speak for myself i'm not on all the time you know he was funny when it was funny but he was serious when it was serious he's very intelligent um you know his his vocabulary is great i had to look up a couple words like what now what did you just say now <laughs> what did mm-hmm. you say and it just, it, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking it was a little bit of like, I thought of like a character from Game of Thrones. And you remember how, and you're somebody who I would watch Game of Thrones with. Yep. Which and one was he? We, I don't know which character. I'm going to say Littlefinger, but I will say Yeah, I, I would have said Littlefinger. Was it Littlefinger? Okay, and yep. high five. I or, or Varys, that, the one that the, had the little kids that would collect all the information, his little birdies. The ball head? The ball yeah. head one? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Those two. And now and now the reason why I say Game of Thrones is because Game of Thrones, folks, Game of Thrones gave us gave us such great dialogue. You had to pay attention to how they really bobbed and weaved and like used words and you know, it, it was ooh, it was good dialogue. And me and you would always like talk about that. <laughs> like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt that's what that interview did lend a hand to. So when somebody says truth or not, you can go back and forth. I'm like, mm, it was, it was, it was good talking. It was a good talk, and he was telling his truth. And a, I also want to say that uh, there's a quote, and I think is it Jay Z that said it. Quotes. Well, no, I'm not one of his quotes. I'm going to get no. to his quotes, but basically, what's the point of having a fuck you money if you never use it to say fuck you? <laughs> And that is kind of what I took away from that interview well, just as well. Just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, because he's telling it, you know, in a, and this is what it means to be God fearing. Like, you know, I am not putting no man above, you know, my destination and my path. That's mm-hmm. kind of, so, so I'm speaking, I'm speaking the truth of, you know, what goes on, goes down, everybody. Oh, that was a lie. This isn't that third, but you know, it was still enough to say, here we go again. That was pretty brave. And he did say, as you said before, this is the year of the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, no, things absolutely. are just a coming out, you know? So I, I got, go ahead, go for it. What you got? You know, I'm just, I'm, I, I mean, you know, I think we, we, we didn't already talked about it. So now we, we're here talking about it again. Cause I, I think it was just, you know, I, it was very entertaining. It was just that good and leave it to a Virgo. Cause he is definitely a Virgo. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason he reminded me of one of our Virgo siblings, you know, mm-hmm. just doing a lot of talking, collecting information and then, putting it together for the people, you know, speaking what is their truth. Now, you know, mm. I mean, it, some of it was a little like, all right, sir, so you learned to read, you were three years old and you was going to college when you was 12. I mean, and I'm not taking it away from any person, any, any black man. Um, so there was, there, you know, there were moments where it's like, this, this sounds a little out there, but I don't want to take away from his truth. This, Grandiose is the word? You know, yeah, it, very good word. So it was, um, you know, maybe some of it, 
I, I, I don't believe mo I don't believe the bulk of it was exaggerated. I think he was speaking his truth, especially as someone who, you know, like he said, it was many times where, you know, his integrity was challenged and you, you like what he said was, you know, I'm I want to keep a virgin booty hole. Mm -hmm. And you know, like it was a, it was a it's kind of a hard thing to do in that arena when, you know, especially when you have a Harvey mm. Weinstein sexually mm. propositioning you and doing all kinds of stuff. So, um, it, you know, we've always known, I think, Cat Williams to kind of speak the truth, whether he was talking about Cedric the Entertainer, stealing mm. material, that whole thing with, um, what he saying? He was wearing a carpet. Oh, my gosh. Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, on, on his, his wig. Steve he Harvey had a piece. He had a unit on. He had a hair unit. Ooh, child. Whew. Or, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, he, he name dropped a lot and he was speaking from his, ex from his perspective and his mm -hmm. experiences. And it was mm -hmm. quite entertaining. Um, mm -hmm. you know, some people got on Shay Shay for Shannon Sharp for not, you know, not asking the questions, but like you say, you know, I'm not a journalist. Mm -hmm. So I think he allowed, uh, Cat Williams to speak and he's a great more more than just a comedian, he is a he's a thinker. You can obviously yeah. you can tell by the way that his delivery and everything. I mean, there's no one I at this point that I think can compete with that. Um, in terms of hit, like I said, his delivery, the way that he thinks, you know, that that Virgo energy, they they turn everything over and over and over again in their mind but before they speak. And he's speaking exactly the way that he feels. So you know you're not gonna get anything sugar-coated that's what i got yeah. from him so it was it was very entertaining i mean he threw a lot of people under the under the bus mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know not to say that they didn't deserve to be under the bus who 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 really knows yeah i i mean i loved it it was sometimes like i just went back it was it was very entertaining what was the line he said um you know you having a natural allegiance, allegiance to losers and to that's losers. not like you tell us yeah, he said that Shannon Sharp, and you know, I had to go back and rewind that, and like, let me just write this down because that was Whoa. that was good. But it was like it was like almost a moment of like, did he just son Sharon Sharp? Did he just son? There were moments he Sharp? did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he he was like, no, I said that already. Like he did say certain things on some like, keep up. You know what I mean? I'm 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 here. Like it wasn't a drink. Exactly. No, no, no. Like ha ha ha. The drink is not well. getting me. I'm sipping. Right. You know, just like you. Like it, it was. You know, he's, I I did catch all that. But you know, he did have. You know, he expressed himself in such an eloquent way. And I do admire that, you know, when somebody can get on stage and, and be funny. And then when it comes to it, not necessarily being serious, but just having a conversation and expressing their own thoughts and letting you get a true sense of their self and their heart and their spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't know how to turn that light off or turn that switch on. So that was actually great to see. I felt, you know, on many levels because he didn't offer this interview to so many other people. We can't say we've always seen him in this light. He and was that's ready. What was said right was that he, he doesn't necessarily do these types of sit downs. And you know, Shannon Sharp tried to say, you know, you've been drink. I'm gonna take the drink away. He's like, I've been drinking less than you have. Yes, <laughs> actually, he was like, no, no, no. I heard you. Like it was. I'm in my right mind. Yes, very much. much. Oh, yeah, and he said, wait, what he said to even answer that, he said, um. Oh, what was it? Something about um, to be delusional and oh, to be confident and not delusional is a real skill. And that absolutely you get. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it makes you cross your eyes a little bit. Then you go, ah, 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 aha. Yeah. <laughs> a real aha yeah. moment. So, I, I, I mean, whew, yeah. yeah, 
I, I mean, and I love the, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm here for it. The way that he just, he, he did an expose. Whew. And, and like you were saying, I've said this, this is the year of truth. There's no more, you know, a lot of what has been done in the dark is coming out. And this is just, uh, I mean, we, we not even at two weeks into the new year <laughs> and here yeah. we go. Yeah. Here, here we yeah. go. You know, he's, he's, he's telling, you know, what has happened in Hollywood. He said something like, um, you know, mm. the number one job for someone who sold their soul in Hollywood is to act like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's going to reverberate for yeah. a while now. And yeah. So yeah. Let that yeah. sink in. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of Wu Chow moments. It was a lot, a lot of. of- I, I was surprised, um, you know, to hear of some of these like close relationships he has. And then I had a new yeah. admiration for the fact that he doesn't blab and run his mouth and he's not doing it for the gram. So to hear that he's very close with Prince and was very close with Prince, mm-hmm. um, Minister Farrakhan, Minister you Farrakhan. know, sees him as a son, like, you know, people like that, that you're not really like, you're just, you're the devil if you're lying on stuff like that. That's why I looked at it. Like, you know, really? I can't see. Woo, this is where you know. he's Varys from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. See what I'm, see, you get it. Yes. So I was just very like, wow. And, you know, he said pretty much he's a, he's a secret keeper, you know, very much so. And I'm also wanting to give people money in secret and not be, you know, the full line to it. You know, I'm not doing it for the gram. So, you know, just to give you these blessings because I'm in a position to do so. I want to be closer to God in the best way I can. I don't know if you caught that part. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, what would he want to do? I, I want to be, I want to be God's friend. I want to be his best friend. What, what, what better way? You know, he's given me everything I wanted in life and then some. And that just was very, you know, um, soul shaking. And to know of these moments where he's just, you know, giving people, and even I know of, just, you know, giving people. And it's just like, oh, wow, that's, whoo, that is I such mean, a blessing. And, uh, you know, he and, broke down that the kids that he has, he only had, it's not like he only had one biological kid and he raised nine oh, of them. Yes. Yes, that yep, that's the word. They're 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 adopted kids. Whoa, and you know, been raising kids by choice, just and almost to feel as though like it's a need for me to give back because that day that I left my family, mm-hmm. you know that you know that that giving is it's it has to come full circle is how he put it. It had to come full circle. So I thought that was that yeah. was just pretty much amazing. On said said a lot about his character of a person, um, and who he is, and you know, again, not doing things for the gram. And I know that when Prince passed away, which I think is it Prince's. No, is it his birthday? They're doing something. They're talking about doing like something in Broadway that that's coming up for him. They're taking one of his um, I think it's Purple Rain and doing something on Broadway. They were mentioning, but anyway, Mm -hmm. so um, Prince also opened up a credit line and he wanted to do it in secret for um the Black Arts, and it was like millions of dollars, you know, uh, pumped back into you know some of these New York City school systems for Black kids in the arts and like a scholarship fund, and it was him who was giving it, but he didn't want to, you know, put his name on it. So when he passed away, you know, someone, you know, speaking for him pretty much said like nobody ever knew. He never wanted anybody to know that it was coming from him, but he was the one with these scholarships. Love it. Yeah. So I think Cat Williams, you know, takes a, you know, page out of that book. They have that same heart. So let me ask you as uh, as a stand up comedian, what do you think this Cat Williams interview will do for his career, if anything? I think it's more so what it can do for other people's career. What do you mean? I think, you know, like right now he has Tori Hart on tour with him and that turned out to be a big thing. Oh shoot. How's Kevin Hart responding to that? You know, (laughs) she's funny because he had said he doesn't put on anybody who's not funnier than him. Mm -hmm. 
So we want to see how that's going to go, you know? So either way, uh, I think, you know, you're, you're putting more attention on a lot of those people, you know, who he's touring, you know, that he sees, like you said, he gives back and he's touring. So I think there's benefits to that as well. Um, and for his career, like I said, for other people, same thing with um, the Shay Shay uh, podcast. Like he said, first Shannon was like, oh man, anybody want to want to come interview on my show? And he was like, are you kidding me? Everybody's going to, you know, use this as a podium yeah. for their truth now. Like, He's look what I just next. did for your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I just turned this into a different type of podium, my man. Like, I just, look what I just, so it's kind of like what he did for other people, I feel like, right. in that. Like, he was a bit of a sacrificial lamb in that sense. And that's what I mean when I say, like, what's the point of having the F you money if you don't use it? He's in a position where, he, you know, he, he's saying F you and he can step off and, and help others. I think by doing that, he... He was helping others. And I think he knew it. Mm. He knew it. It was very intentional um, because not to say there's nowhere else to go for him, but, you know, he already said he's funding his own tours, um, you know, and he's he's not asking anybody to come out of pocket for a lot of things. He's in a position now that I don't need anything from you, a Steve Harvey. I don't need anything from you, a Cedric. Like, you know, some of these mm -hmm. whereas other people would be very careful to be like, I'm not trying to burn no bridges. So I'm very careful about who and how I talk, you know, right. about people. Um, you know, and that's like one rule of, you know, entertainment that even I was taught, you know, from that's one thing you don't do. You know what I mean? If you got anything, you just keep it right there to yourself. You know, I'm trying to be the queen of mind in my business. However, when you're in a position where you can be like, I remember that time that you stole, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Cause I'm in a position now that I could do that. So yeah, I don't think there's nothing he needs from anybody. And I don't think he's trying to be in anybody's circle. You get what I mean? Or mm -hmm. trying to get anywhere particular. I think he's in a great position to um, be independent, if not more so than he already is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whew, I loved it. It was food for thought as y'all, as y'all, as y our late auntie would say, food for thought, food for thought, a lot of food for thought. Mm-hmm. We can even like, we can go back to that next week too, because it, we're still going to be talking about it. Yep. Yeah. That it, was it so juicy. Legs. It definitely has legs. It's moving around. But love Isn't it. that juicy? Yeah. Yeah, it was juicy. Mm. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I just happened to, you know, catch it like, all right, you know, because I like Cat Williams. I always did. I, mm -hmm. I, I had, uh, you know, I did see him in concert. That was maybe about a year ago, around around this time, and it was his World War Three tour. And but I will say that whatever was going on, he couldn't speak freely. He, mm -hmm. it, it just seemed like the the comedy was was halted. And that's the feeling that I got. So it was good to kind of like, but I, you know, I still, this, he's, he's actually one of my, my favorite, most favorite, one of my favorite comedians. So to hear him on Club Shasha, and honestly, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was funny. He's trying to be funny, which to me is always the mm. hallmark of like a great comedian because mm -hmm. they're just speaking their truth, as you know, mm -hmm. and you know, and it just, it happens to be to funny. Be funny. It just happens to be funny. But huh. it's, yeah. you know, delivery is time and whatever you want to call it. And that is such a, such a gift. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of what, what he has because, he has you know, he's sitting there on the couch and I'm like, I don't think he's trying to be funny, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's coming off funny anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Had some, yeah some I moments. mean, I don't even think he laughed. It wasn't even like a, a laughter and chuckle, but it was just the, it was just, the, you know, and that's that's truly a gift. Like he said, you know, there's a lot of lanes that I don't get in, but this is my lane. Yeah. So love some. Um, mm -hmm. Don't 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 stay stay in your lane, and this is this is my lane. Um, you stay you know, there. I'm this stay is what I'm 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 built for. 
I, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. No, that was, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anybody else who did an interview over the history of interviews. And I'm going back to like a Barbara Walters and R. Kelly with Gail talking about, <laughs> what, what, what do you say? So everybody made it, made it, made a meme out of it. Yeah. R. Kelly was yeah. crying to Gail. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm just saying in terms of like really in depth, um, you know, um, intimate interviews that really was like, ooh, that was juicy. Yeah, we haven't had one of these in a long time. Probably R. Kelly was probably the last one. And even him, it was like, you know, he sat on a throne of lies, you know, supposedly. So that was not even, jeez. So yeah, this was, this was, Club Shay Shay, you know, shoot. Look, Mm -hmm. Shannon asked me to come on and he was like, you gonna be as good as Cat? And I was like, listen here, I'm not spilling no tea (laughs) like that. So I got about a hot 15 for you, Shay Shay. (laughs) I got a hot 15 for you. Talk about a few things myself that you know, but you know, if you're not spilling it like that, then you're probably not even wanted. Just moving forward, Cat has made it very hard for people coming back on that show now. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Okay. Let it. All right. All right. So okay. um, moving on, because we will get back to that. So um, 50 Cent has responded to, to Taraji P. Henson. And as you know, she spoke out, you know, about her underpayment in Hollywood and wanting to quit and, you know, how things are unfair and so on and so forth. So 50 Cent pretty much came back and said, you know, you all thought I wasn't really messing with Taraji because he used to always get on Empire all the time. You know, it's Empire and Power. Oh, and okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. He was. Oh, my God. He had jokes. You know, he's. He's old. He's yeah. Okay. So he he said, um, you know, your team. So she ended up firing her team. Um, this is Taraji saying that they really didn't take advantage of her popularity of her character on Empire as Cookie, and that they dropped right. the ball. So you know, Fifty Cent was like, you know, they dropped the ball. So you know, f them. Come over here. Let's get this money. Let's do it. You serious? Let's work. So we're so we're hearing that you know something is in the mix. So it's like, is she going to be on um, the power with? Uh, what's her name? Monet, which is Mary J. Blige. And I hear that those two are very good friends. Or is she going to be on the uh, Raising Canaan with, uh, what is that? With Rock, the character Rock. Where would you say she fits better? Huh? Where would you say Taraji would fit better? Um, I could see her on mm-hmm. what? This is a good question. I'm waiting to hear what you yeah, say. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You have to make a character for, but I mean, Cookie, I can, I can, I can actually see her having her own show just based on Cookie Lion. What? Okay. Uh, no, no, I under mean, underneath Power. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, like, based on Cookie Lion coming stuff. under Power. Where, now, where were they based? Were they in New York? Were they in New York? Yeah, they're in Queens. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, Cookie. And, oh yeah, and Empire. Yeah. Where were yeah. they at? Uh, they were in New York. They were. I think they were in New York. Yeah. I don't know. Cause if they were, then that, then it wasn't believable. Cause I honestly, I was getting Chicago. Wasn't it? Chicago? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, only, yeah. But, but in uh, any case, I could see just bringing the character of cookie under the whole, the whole power thing, somehow weaving it in there. I, I actually could see that. Okay. Cause I mean, her, her character was so good. I thought that she could have played Monet. Who's Monet? Monet, which is Mary oh, J. Blige. Oh, oh, the one that went to Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Yeah, yeah. she could actually, she right? probably could have could have played that. Although, you know, Mary J. Blige got a lot of heat for playing that role, but I actually liked her as Monet in in that part that go that uh power. 
character. Okay, I, let me just say this to you. The Fox hit show Empire Films, uh, many of its scenes in Chicago. However, there are challenges when discussing <laughs> when disguising Chicago as New York City for a television series. What happened? You called it. You called it. Yeah. He said there are challenges when disguising Chicago as New York City. That's, yeah. That's what yeah. you just said. You was like, it's not believable. <laughs> One of those shows you just stopped watching and never watched again. Remember? No, I, right. But that, I actually watched Empire. But if they was trying to pretend like they was in New York, nothing worked. No, that, oh. that was so unbelievable. You just said, you like, <laughs> there you go with that mouse in the house. If you don't get out the damn door, ma'am. Well, yeah, I, no, I would have. I didn't believe that for a, a half a second. If, no, if Empire was supposed to be in the, in New York. Shit. No, they're they're in Chicago taping. Um, you're like, wait a minute, that's not the that's not the Hudson River. That's that's, that's exactly. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking back, like that's exactly what was going on. I was mm-hmm. like, this this ain't this ain't the West Side Highway, highway at right, all. Right. <laughs> There's certain areas we just know New York. Like, no, that's not it. And I don't say I know New York like the back of my hand, but some areas, you know, if they try to make it seem like they're on Wall Street, or like, nah, no, you weren't. Um. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So 50 Cent said, Teron, you come over here and get this money. And I, you know, I, I'm glad to see this brother stepped up and was like, you know, through her, you know, I'm not even going to call it a lifeline. I'm just going to say he, he lended her an olive branch, as they say. And was he's in a position to be like, you know, F Hollywood, like we create our own lane. Oh, I love that. I do love that. Mm-hmm. So I, I t- really I, hope I, that she know, wins I, with him. Listen to me, though. I'm like, you know, 50 Cent could get it, right? <laughs> of, all, <laughs> of all things. Well, let me tell I you. I know it has what, nothing to do with what we're talking about, no. but basically this this all comes down to he could probably, he could get it. That's all. That's all I have to say. Just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, Candy Shop. Well, Vivica Fox said the same thing. Majestic and all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Vivica Fox said the same thing. She uh, is in a an interview on TV One on one of these, like, you know, um, these new shows and the commercial she says crying about him is she listen the, let me tell you what the commercial they use in the commercial for her interview it was like an unsung you know and she goes 50 <laughs> cent was the love of my life and then they that's her that's her commercial snippet oh and I'm like, of, course, of course i'm gonna watch it now considering i've just seen vivica selling me insurance on this, in this commercial. <laughs> of course i want to see why she's talking about when 50 cent was the love of my life yes that's what she says in the commercial so now we got to watch. But um, Vivica <laughs> said when asked, you know, regarding the, you know, some of the uh, things that Taraji's going through and other women of color in Hollywood, Vivica apparently said that she didn't experience that. So we have to go back into what era she's talking. Because remember, she was in that show with Patti LaBelle and Morris Chestnut out all night, I think it was. After that, that was like, that was like 1984. But I mean, we, I mean, what, Vivica, we got Players Club and... It was a player, not player. No, she wasn't it. players club. It was, it was actually one of my, what was the other one? Two it was a big one. Two could play the game. She was so funny. That, that was good. Shantae, Shantae. She <laughs> talked herself in the bathroom. One Wednesday was a bad day. I do not want to talk about that. <laughs> she was good. No, and oh, then there was a Kill Bill. She had a lot going on. But anyway, Oh, that's right. Um, Kill Bill. Okay. Because I was trying to say like, what is she talking about? But you know what? Long as she, Vivica did not throw Taraji under the bus. No, right? no, no, no. She, she was saying she, like that just was not my her, experience. her experience. But at the same time, I can't say that Vivica really um, had the range, you know, to the level that Taraji has it in this business at this point in time. Because you know, I'm going from Benjamin Button to Hidden Figures to you know, I can go on with with Taraji's range. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a different time. Mm. 
you know, here's what I'm going to say. Is, Hard out there for a pimp. What'd you say now? Right? Okay, she, she wasn't at. I, I just, it, it hurt me when Taraji came out with her story. You know, like, and I think we talked about this last show. Like, how are you going to make one-tenth of what Brad Pitt made and you basically, you know, uh, you had like a co-starring role in Benjamin Buttons, but you know, it is it's also, and then, you know, it's about, to me, they love their craft and even the acceptance speech, which I know is, is probably next we're talking about, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we don't you know, know what, what? good bye to you. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> you know, anyway, Angela Bassett, but go ahead. Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. the acceptance speech, which is, they they do it for the love as actresses, black actresses, and that there's a lot of love and compassion that goes into the art form. But at the same time, you got to get paid, sis. You got to get paid. So you are only worth what you believe you're worth. So it it hurt to see Taraji, you know, saying what she was saying, and I'm like, sis, I and I, you know, I'm not in I'm not in that sphere. So how how much can I say? But it just mm-hmm. like, are you are you serious? Who are who are the people in your ear? Why are you having middle middle people go and negotiate? Like I, I would want to be right at the table. I would want to be right there if they, mm-hmm. especially if they're talking about money about over my head. Mm-hmm. Let me be. Let me be a part of these negotiations. And and so it just sounded like she wasn't as involved as she should have been, mm-hmm. especially when your life and your your lab your livelihood is on the line. Mm-hmm. So for um uh. What's her name? Fifty Cent's ex girlfriend, Vivica, mm-hmm. to kind of say she's kind of distanced herself. Like we know, but that wasn't my story. I'm assuming mm-hmm. she was at the tables and she had, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot more pull when it came to how much money I'm going mm-hmm. to be paid for certain roles. Or even like I would wonder. Let's see. I'm, I'm thinking like a because I know in that movie was Gabrielle Union. Um, you know, is she coming out with her story? But then again, also Tisha Campbell. She's admitting in an interview that. She makes 5K a year or so off of Martin. And I'm looking at how I watch Martin on back-to-back replay on MTV1, MTV2, VH1. It is, you know, it's in syndication, heavy syndication. And then she's on My Wife and Kid. She plays a wife on both shows. Like, so when I hear that, I'm like, wow, like, it just doesn't really make sense. But, you know, like you said, I guess being involved and being at the table plays a big part when it comes to your money. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think so. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, know, know what you're worth. That, that's it. But okay. All right. Yeah, they do it for but, the uh, love. But 50 Cent, you get it. That's basically what. Okay. <laughs> in closing, <laughs> you all have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. And in us. conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah, know. All right. So um, Jonathan Majors is oh, next on the to-do list. And I, I just. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You want okay? Deny, deny, deny. Okay, so just break. I Go mean, ahead. Go ahead. We gotta Go break ahead. it down. What, what are we talking about? Like, okay. So what? he had a guilty verdict, right, for assaulting and harassing this ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Third degree reckless assault. Uh, which carries a penalty of up to a year behind bars. Um, he did tell a morning. He did tell a morning. Marnan. 
<laughs> I don't call it Good Morning America. I call it Good Morning. <laughs> um, he did. He did tell Good Morning America. Uh, end quote. I was reckless with her heart, not with her body. End quote. Um, excuse me. Let me tell you. I mm, I had a lot of Negro please moments. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me I got a broken finger? I got a bruise. Wait. What you want to talk? Wait. You want to talk about my heart? Jonathan, you want to talk about my heart? woman <laughs> Jonathan who is here woman <laughs> with broken fingers and a bruise Jonathan <laughs> oh my gosh I was reckless with her heart not with her body um mm. so Mm-mm-mm. um so let me tell you he's only 34 years old and now he's considered a former Marvel actor mm. already, you heard already does former already does. Already. So they were like, nah, we're not doing that. And, you know, and I, before we go any further, I just want to double back on the whole race thing that does come into this. If he had, uh, hmm, let's say it was Taylor Swift and he broke her fingers. Well, not, not even, you're just, are you saying an an actress or hot? Cause I don't think you mean Taylor Smith. You just mean someone that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of the same, but on another level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this would have been treated differently. Well, I think it would have been treated differently if uh, she looked like us. That I too. They would have. I don't think he would have been sitting anywhere and on the cover of nothing and doing. I mean, it just would have been going about his business. Yeah, if this was a sister. We wouldn't even heard of it, but I, I think because you know Grace has blonde hair, and um, I mean let's let's but let, okay, so it, the whole thing centers around this this alleged it's, 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 well it ain't alleged. I mean they ain't already convicted him, but the part for me that just it gives me a lot of Negro please moments, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, the other and the other moments is when you look at the video. So there's two videos that I thought that was just it, you know. I mean, he's Kanging her. He basically Luke mm. Kang and threw her in the truck. Now I saw it. Everything, everybody saw that with their own eyes. You can see whatever they was fighting over the phone or whatever it was. At the end of the that day, that night, he threw her. He did throw her. Boop, boop, you know, and then then they tried to run, and she she came after him. Now, for him to sit there on this on this, uh, he got interviewed with um, ABC News with uh, Lindsey Davis, and he says that. He never put his hands on this, or, you know, basically he never put his hands on a woman. Like, all right, this is the sir. We didn't see the video. Now that was one. And then two, they released the body cam footage of, he apparently called the, the next day, called the police because that looked like she was unconscious in the, in the walk-in closet and she out on the floor with a broken finger and a, and a head. She's concussed. She didn't have a concussion. Now, I don't know how you, you know, and it's just so many different avenues now of that. And then, you know, again, she's on the, they texting. So they released the text messages where he's basically trying to get her to not say anything like she's well. And, you know, her as a woman who, you know, you're trying to save your relationship. She's like, I'm not going to tell him I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm going to get this cleared up, you know, uh, textbook batter of a batter woman. 
And this is what I'm seeing. This is all I'm seeing. So at the end of all this, this is the evidence. And of course he was, you know, he, he was convicted. I, I, I'm not going to say what the exact charges because I actually think they threw out the felonies, but he, you know, maybe these are misdemeanors. I'm not sure, but it looks like it carries like a year sentence. So they might be misdemeanor assaults. But through all of this, all of the evidence that has that has been presented, plus the video, plus the the uh, body cam footage from the police officers who came into the house, the, the apartment that they had together and found her on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's still sitting there saying. I was reckless with her heart, but not her body, sir, sir, sir. This is mm-hmm. where I'm like, OK, this just here we go. So, I'm, you know. Now he got a he got a new Coretta because he wanted he wanted this chick to be his Coretta because I I guess in his mind this is what Cat Williams was talking about you know are you are you confident or are you delusional I guess he must be Martin Luther King uh, uh, reincarnated or something because in his mind his woman should be like Coretta so now he calls uh, Megan Good that's Megan, his new Coretta now new Coretta now we'll say this the way if you were up in arms about it. <clears throat> You know, who, what is, you know, and then from what I understand, uh, you know, um, they're uh, the king, the king's daughter, you know, spoke like my mother's not a prop. Like, do not use my mother's name as a prop. From what I understood, she responded to that. But for the most part, like, so if he's trying to say, like, king, you mean Coretta Scott King's daughter? Yes, that's the okay. king's daughter. Kings, Coretta Scott King, the kings. That was apparently her response. But what I'm saying is that for him to have said that, I'm thinking the way he meant it was like, she, she really, you know, the same way King had a, you know, a back, somebody who really supported him through it all. This is who she's been for me. He just really shouldn't have used her name to express that. That's what I'm thinking. Like he, he was really, he was really trying to do too much. Just that's all that was. That's what like, I feel like, I feel like he knows not what he does. Please disregard him with that. Mm -mm. Um, That's just yeah, like I'm being, you know, her body not I'm I'm hurting her her heart, not her body. Like it's it's, it's right up there with that. Like he knows not what he does. No, he does know. And that's okay, so mm-hmm. are you because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm no. not giving him a pass no, at all. It's, it's, it's gib- I think it's it was the, one of the worst interviews and I don't know who the people are around him. Yeah. I, and Megan didn't step up. Nobody said, "You know what? This is not a good idea unless you're going to go up there and apologize right. and and show a little deference and you made a mistake and you're at the mercy of everyone, but you get up there and you are um looking to save face." so that you can get in back in good graces with these um, film companies. Mm. That's the wrong approach. So I don't know, you know, fire your whole PR team. Cause this to me made it even worse. Like I would have never had a client get up there and, and say what he said, you know, I mean, he's talking about he, this, this basically all of this drove him to having thoughts of suicide, which, you know, and I don't want to take away from, uh, from any of that. That's, mm-hmm. you know, serious childhood trauma that he obviously relives from time to time. But I don't know how he likened what his actions have ultimately put him in this position to uh, triggering, you know, having this woman talking about the, the victim. She is she triggered his childhood trauma. Things that have right. happened in his past. Like, are you I just are you are you serious? But he's serious. Then this is the thing. I have said this before. I don't want to, you know, get off of the. This is the time we are, again, we are not even two weeks into the new year and already things are just 
things are really literally hitting the fan left and right. This is a time for men, most importantly, black men, to do some sort of atonement. Like I said, it would have been much better if uh, Jonathan Majors had got up there and said, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw the video I, too. You know, I, yeah. I gave her a head injury. You, y'all saw it. I did. Yeah, I did it. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody else on my, mm-hmm. on my cell phone and she mm-hmm. just, ah, you know, grab it. And I, 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 I didn't know. Wait, wait a minute. I, that would have been, that went over much better than. <laughs> Let me just say, <laughs> in your storytelling, you give some good sound effects because. I don't know. I know you used to play this video game called um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was, I was, so, at it. so right. I'm hearing yeah. some of these side and effects. I'm literally thinking, of, you're exactly right. I'm over here, like, I know. She's like, ah, and he hit him with a one, two, ah, until he got the truck. <laughs> Finish him. That what you said? <laughs> yep, yep. I'm finish him okay all right the drunken monk is coming i don't know that's so funny i do think i do think in those terms right in video game terms you're right all of it is going on in my head i'm listening your honor he bought her in the trunk hit again and i'm hearing when you go back and listen to this you're gonna hear your sound effects telling the story i really am i really am but but you see, you you, but you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I totally do, man. I'm with you, man. He he. It, it could have. It would have went much better for him, and he probably would have got some of his his jobs back had he just did a little more falling on the sword. Yeah, that's we, what I'm. We're forgiving oh. people. That's I, you know we forget about stuff the next day. People don't really you know did we really really care? But I think so- the fact that he's holding on to save face is was not a good look. And I'm like Megan, you know, and I and I like Megan good. I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was a a publicity stunt. Like it just looked like it because honestly, I'm like I don't know how they got together, but maybe so. You know, she Harlem has been canceled, right? I think mm-hmm. her show yep. is off, so yeah. he ain't working. It, but, you know, this but is, wait, this is- wait a minute. What? She is in a Marvel show. I don't. I don't know. Yes, okay. I I saw the trail and I was like, oh, she's a she's a superhero. That's okay, that's making her. good. So yeah, you know, but I can't help but think that maybe their pairing at the time was a little more orchestrated than you know that just so happens. Now she's by his side and going to court. Like who want to do all of that? Honestly, with with your new boo, I who who wants to do all of that? I'm just mm-hmm. asking for everybody. Like I don't know. Um, a woman that's worth her, you know, to you, are you, are you anyway? Well, she's in Shazam. My bad. Shazam. Okay. I don't think yeah, that's, she, she's, don't she's think Darla Dudley in Shazam. What is, what is, what is Shazam? Shazam is. It's, a, it's, it's DC. I think it's DC. DC. Yes. It's DC comics. My bad. She's one of them. So look at that. Now homeboy is a former superhero and now she's a DC comic superhero. In court, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, and I don't know how that's gonna work out, honestly. But I told you that's a that's a hell of a time to get together with somebody. Like, hey, I had a really good time last night. Like, I did too. Like, and then you get the next phone call. Like, hey, can you meet me at court tomorrow? I gotta go to court tomorrow. I was just, I was hoping, Lola. I I, I talked to your publicist to see if you know you had time to schedule to come with me. <laughs> what? I just, you know, I just, I just feel like we 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 a good team. Like, that's a, that's a tall afterward. order. Yeah. Mm. I'll take you wherever you want to go. Cipriani's like, what do you want? I just feel like that was just a tall order 
um, to have just got with somebody. And, and just then get have to go to court with them on domestic violence and assault, criminal and case. You, I, that's and, a lot. That's a lot. So, yeah. I, you know. And and he just showed to me how immature he really is. That's what I mean. He's he's a silly Billy. You silly Billy. Like you know, that's why I say like, pay you know, pay him no mind. Like when he's saying this and that, like he didn't even mean it that way, or he didn't. He not even hearing or knowing, or he's lacking insight, self awareness, whatever it is. You put all that stuff under his bill mm-hmm. and put it yeah. in an envelope. He said it he, exactly. You know? He, he yeah. lacks self awareness, and yeah, it is painfully it's obvious. Yeah. Because clearly you're, you know, you're intelligent. You have to be, you know, of a certain person to even get your, you know, to where he's at, you know, to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it didn't take no sleeping on the job to get to where you're at. You know, Hey, I don't know. But, um, but mm-hmm. for you to say what you're saying for the public and to take these interviews and to go about, like you said, all it takes is just, you know, people appreciate, you know, honesty and an apology. Like if the world is looking and that's the position you're in, you know, it, it just means everything. Like you say, you know, lay on the sword. A boss told me that one time about myself. She was like, you know, you 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 sure do lay on the sword. <laughs> I was mm. like, you know, and I didn't realize, like, you know, yeah, take that as a compliment. Like, oh, okay, I'll beat you to it. Yeah. But um, yeah, responsibility. So yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, I won't be running to his movies anytime soon. When I don't know, we'll if see. Any, but... If he's in any, I don't know. That you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a rough one. It's a rough year for him. This is tough. He had time to say I'm sorry. Let's put it like that. He had time and space to really like. Funny, you said, he could wrote a letter. <laughs> there was he. He, he could have went on IG live. Like who cares? And could have just you know? like, I have so much going on. And if you really felt a tear felt apology, but the truth of the matter is, he may not be sorry. <laughs> that's the thing. Just he may not yeah. be. And that's what, and I mean, he, he's not, he's not, he didn't, he never said sorry. He never said sorry in the interview that, that, that we saw. So, well, you know what he, you know what he called and told the girl, he told her, you can't handle the truth. (laughs) That's what he told her. (laughs) Oh, she's still in her, in her walk-in closet laid out on the floor. (laughs) That's not funny, but. (laughs) Saving dresses with stains on it. One of those. I mean. No, I mean, she, I mean, clearly she was in, you know, she was in distress. Trying it's to even after, the like I said, he, the the um the text messages, like she was trying to save him, like ah, she didn't want him to get in trouble. But uh, anyway, mm. it's enough, Jonathan. I haven't Jonathan. seen you wear a dress on a on stuff, so I'm. I, just... I was so excited to see him. Was that in the Ebony magazine? I was like, oh yay! What is this? Uh, get right. Who does here, woman? And then next thing you know, here you go. This, yeah. Anyway, this happened. When sorry to hear that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> real quick, um, uh-huh. the man who attacked the Las Vegas judge, um, he's been charged with attempted murder. There was this viral video, um, in the courtroom in Vegas where this young man jumps. I, I'm talking like hurls over to the judge Ooh. and attacks her. Now I was seeing little clips and people are creating memes and stuff. And I was like, like, what am I watching? And then somebody said something like, this is what happens when you're really over it. And they show him jumping over. I mean, literally, did you see how, so I saw the, I saw the video. Did you see how high he had to jump? First of all, those, those benches are like, I like five, at least five feet, you know, the, the judge is elevated. So he literally, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he hurled himself because when you look at it, his arms are in the air. Like he's he's really Superman and over, over the top. <laughs> he, he was intent. Is that what you call intentional? I, he it was, was like in- super bionic, supernatural strength. He was oh using. my God. Remember the bionic woman? 
Uh, yep. And, remind, <laughs> da, 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 that's, and then, you know that's exactly what I heard. I heard that. I heard um, what uh, What was the <gasps> character that they yes. should uh, play the crackhead? Who oh. <laughs> Tyrone Biggums. Tyro, I, I saw Tyrone Biggums go. <laughs> he hurled. Wait, so, all right, so he came here and he was being sentenced for unrelated battery case. Like he was coming for something totally different. And the judge, she was very clear to say that she has all intention to give him a harsher, a harsher sentencing. And she mm. said, I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else. The judge told everybody, she's saying, because I just can't with that history. So when she said, I just can't with that history, you know, 30 year old uh, felon, you know, he, listen, he already has charges and he like hurled at her. He put his, his hands around her neck. Um, once he knew he was about first came to save the day was her court clerk. I mean, he, he was right there. Oh, he, he, (laughs) he leaped over the defense council table it like I've seen. There's a show I watched. He really called, flew. Like, he really had wings. It was it was amazing. That's gonna go under crazy courtroom cam. Like there's this like mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. channel I got that I don't even know where it is, but they show like crazy courtroom instances happening. This is definitely gonna be like they do like one through seven. This is gonna be number one. This is wild. And and he yeah. said, "How about he said I had all intentions of killing the judge." And you know, well, you know the twitters, and you know everybody has. That's what, yep. That that's what somebody said in quotation. I mean, he certainly wasn't trying to give her a hug, and mm-hmm. I had well, to thank you. Oh. Um, mm. In other news, Jason Derulo is uh, being oh, sued. Mm. Okay, go ahead. But, no. All right. Well, forget. Well, forget it then. <laughs> in, look, in other in other court news, you want to keep it in the court, don't you? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. What happened with um, Jessica Alba? Oh, I don't even know. I didn't really go far and get into that. But apparently she said she needed therapy because her 11-year-old was so argumentative with her that she herself had to go to therapy. Girl. Ever heard of an ass whooping? You know, funny, uh, little... So with Jessica Alba, her husband, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name because we can't think of names, but... He doesn't, I don't know if he passes or he, you know, doesn't, but you know, his father is the actor, Michael Warren. Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's, Jessica Alba's husband's name is Cash Warren. And his Cash father Warren. is Michael Warren who played Khadijah's dad in Living Single. Remember her dad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah nice looking dude. Right. And then he also played Joan's dad in Girlfriends. Yes. Ball and head. she found him on the, on the nude beach? Exactly. That oh. is, so Jessica Alba's kids, that's their granddaddy. Oh. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Look at you tying it together. I did. I, yeah, I did. How'd you do that? So I, I'm always interested because I don't know if Jessica Alba's husband, I, I don't know if he considers himself Claims black, black. black or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's he definitely... Looks like he's passing. That's something else. But anyway, hmm. yeah. Just- okay, well, she says, that is interesting. I had no idea. And, you know, when you have, like, biracial people, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, you're a little ethnic. You got a little ethnicity somewhere. I don't want to be the one to tell you that that's what I see. 
So right. sometimes it's just, you know, and I don't want to say what are you because I get the what are you a lot and that, you know, so I don't bother with people, but you know. What they be asking? What, what's that you're claiming? <laughs> oh. And, and, and don't, uh, what, what you now, what? When you now, go to now, 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 now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically what she was saying was that um, she sought help when she and her oldest daughter began arguing all the time. And she found that the sessions were beneficial to her and her children um, to work on some of the elements, you know, of her parenting. And uh, what did she say? Her girls learned to understand she isn't the, in quotations, bad guy. So therapy mm -hmm. helped her daughters. So it's just like, yeah, I can't tell people how to parent, you know, everybody's, you know, running the therapy, but. I, I just know at 11 years old, I probably got a lot of um, what I'm going to call ass whoopings. And my mom would always <laughs> say, now? whoa, and she would always say, you're going to be better for it. And she probably threw like a Bible verse in there while she did it. And, um, you know, my mother, my mother too. Yeah. I mean, she was about that life. So, yeah. and guess what? Now I look back, I'm like, when I see, you know, other kids that don't have that aspect, they don't have any like real fear in their heart. It doesn't step outside of home. I'm like, oh, wow. Like you're lacking that. So I have to start somewhere. It's called tough love. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. She had the money to yeah. pay for, you know, therapies. Yeah. That's a bit much. But 11. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Ooh, it's a lot of ratchet-tate, but I love it. We have got to get woke. Okay. Let's it's, do it. It's the, it's the awakened minute. All right. So, um, this is really interesting. You know, mm -hmm. we we're, we are always talking about artificial intelligence, AI here at that's what I'm saying, because I mean, it's not leaving us. It is. It's only getting getting uh, more important, more prominent and more real. So this time, AI, uh, there are a, a number of startup companies who are taking advantage of AI's ability to mimic the language, the voices, and the movements of deceased people in order to resurrect them as like these digital avatars. So what these companies are doing is they're taking and scanning these, you know, photos and voice messages and recordings to compile like an interactive version of the deceased person so that the avatar can have like this real back and forth discussion with the living. Hmm. So, and they're doing this, you know, you can either do it via like a text-based chat bot, kind of like uh, open AI or audio messages that can be left on your, on your phone or actually like stimulating like a zoom call with the, the deceased person. So the realism can vary. So, you know, depending on the data that's available. So, you know, there's an option where it just takes like photos and emails and it's kind of very easily, but there are some, what they call very high fidelity versions out there um, that are produced while the person is pretty much still alive. That is compiling like full on versions of this uh, AI for the afterlife. So, one of the companies here after AI developed the chat box, developed this chat bot where it like mimics the conversations with your deceased loved one. Mm -hmm. And then there's another company, Storyfile, which um, is really popular in China for parents who have lost children. So they're uploading um, the data into these uh, into this computer so that they can have conversations with their kids. Whew. 
So, you know, I'd love to know what you think about this. I can, uh, but, you know, this is, number one, it's creepy. Um, it, 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 to me, it just, it blurs certain lines when you're talking about honoring and respecting the deceased, the dead, and, and allowing them transition. Um, it just brings up so many other issues. You know, how do you, how do you mourn the loss of a loved one? And are you allowed to completely mourn and I guess do it in a healthy way when, you know, you can pretty much cut on a, a, a video or an AI of that person and that, that, that avatar can talk back with you. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Whew. Well, after I found myself talking to some loved ones who are not with us anymore, and I do talk to them every day because I do believe they're still with us. Mm-hmm. Um, driving out this morning, a cardinal sat in front of my car and wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. And I just had that, you know, feeling inside that just really like warmed my spirit because as they say, cardinal birds are evidence that, you know, they, they come around as your loved ones, they're still with you. Right. So like, you know, symbolic to that. And that's how I took that. And as you know, some things like songs may come on, you know, you know, and just that proof, they're still with us. You know, like my grandfather's name recently just came up out of nowhere and I was thinking like George. And then anyway, we have other ways of knowing that they're with us. I have peace with that. And that's fine with me. Personally, I don't want to go any further, further with that, you know, in terms of accepting that they're not with us anymore. And I feel like when it comes to grieving and the grieving process, it is not for me to tell you how to grieve. It's, it's not really my place um, to tell you how to let go if, if you even have to do that. So can it be creepy? Absolutely. I come into your house and, you know, you tell me, you know, I know that you lost your aunt and you're like, hold on a minute. I'm just talking to Aunt Susie. I'll be down in a minute. You know, I'm probably going to be like, hey, on another note, how about we go to the mall instead? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that that will probably like creep me out just a little bit. Um, and, and especially because, you know, they're able to imitate the voice as well. Um, and, and it does make me feel as though they are playing. Um, they're playing with uh, the spirit world. Because that's why mm-hmm. we say rest in peace, right? So are you really resting if if we're still keeping you alive here? Um, but this also made me think of the movie I, Robot with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And the movie takes place in 2035. And we are right now in 2024. So we're not too far from 2035. I don't care what you say. And, you know, it's the robots that are, you know, taking over. And they're supposed to be playing public service positions, you know, to 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 um, protect humans and blah, 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 whatever. And um, I don't know if you remember it. This was such a good movie. In the end, it turned out that the founder of these robots was actually living in spirit in one of the robots. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of remember. like They, they transferred his spirit into a robot. consciousness <laughs> into the robot, which, you know, yes. we're talking about that now. That's, that's so that, talk, right. So that. that's why I'm looking at the year of this movie and what we're saying right now and how at that time it was so futuristic, but that's pretty much what they did. They were able to transfer, like you said, the spirit, the, the mind, the thoughts, all that, and put it into this artificial intelligence, which is the robots, and they lived on and multiplied. That's what's happening right here. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I sounds crazy. I agree with you that um, this is there. There is a you know who who am I to tell you how to grieve? But there's something about this. 
that um, I, I don't know if it would allow a person like, you know, that, and I believe is, I believe is, I think we have the similar beliefs in, you know, I, I speak with my ancestors and then the departed and I get messages and, and I know that they are still, they're still here without a physical body and they've transitioned and I'm at peace with that. And there's still a connection there. I don't know if I need, you know, and, you know, occasionally you, you may see a video or, or listen to a song or hear a message. And, and that's one thing, but to actually see this, uh, computer generated AI, which, you know, and we know as these systems, as they get better and, and get more sophisticated, they're learning and they are, they are pulling information from us. So with the, with the goal of becoming semi-sentient and semi, you know, being able to not necessarily think on their own, but you get what I'm saying. So you're talking to something that is already artificial and as, as it goes on, it's like, it's like talking to Alexa, you know, Alexa mm-hmm. knows you like to hear the weather on, in this particular area. And Alexa knows that, that you might be out of this particular product. She only knows that because she's engaging with you and, you know, the, the, the computer is talking with you and just collecting information. So in the same token, this is what we're talking about, that there's a there's an AI that they can make look like your mm-hmm. loved one mm-hmm. collecting information from you so that it can respond to you. And, you know, is, is everybody is every person going to be able to draw that line and and process that you are not speaking to your your loved one, so to speak, you're, you're speaking to an artificial intelligent machine. I don't right. know if, if that's going to be able to happen with everyone. Is that going to be across the board? You know, there are people that we pro- everyone processes loss and grief differently. And, you know, but a, an important part of processing loss and grief is learning to let go so that you can move on. And I'm not sure that this is something that would allow a person to move on. Did did you see, um, I'm sure you watched Black Mirror. I've seen some of it. Okay. Do you, do you recall, um, you know, it's, you know, the series that, you know, kind of like a little Twilight Zone, but gives you a piece of reality in another way. Um, there was an episode where a woman did lose her husband and there was, um, you know, a website where it gave her opportunity to kind of send her a replica of her husband you know, in, in her grief. Yeah. I mean, I kind of remember that one. Mm-hmm. She, she, she ordered him. Wasn't, um, there was a, what was the actress? Here we go. Again. They, they were in, they were in, I want to say they were like in, uh, they, I think they were in the UK or she was like, in, she was, I think she was like Dutch or something like that, but. Okay. But I, I could have sworn that, uh, what's her name? That little, the little, uh, Spanish actress yeah. that's married to the, the billionaire. Good. Renault. What is her name? Okay. Anyway, you know Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't know. Wait, no, she was in. Um, mm, 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 mm. Forget it. Well, do you remember? Okay, so so <laughs> anyway, so the um the the gentleman that they brought in a box for her that would have been you know the husband, he uh he, he tall redhead very pale white man. Uh huh. Salma like, Hayek wasn't it? Salma Hayek in this in this episode. No, 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 not okay. this one. Not All that right, I know. Not that I know. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it was just, it was sad, but it was a part of her grieving process. Like, 
you know, like, like having a hard time letting go, like that type of thing. And she was able to order him and the package came in and she decided to like, you know, let him stay in the attic and, and let her daughter visit him, you know, once every birthday, oh. something like that. It was creepy, but again, it kind of what we're talking about here. People have the option how they're going to grieve and how they're going to keep that person with them in the best way they can. Don't be surprised with how many people actually jump at that opportunity. I mean, even no, I say I sometimes. Mean, it's, it's happening, right? They're, they're doing it and it's yeah. happening. I just, whew, you know, it, it wouldn't be for me. I, I do know that, you know. And, and, and then also it's debatable to say, if I'm not here anymore, right? Did I give you permission to continue to, right. to, you, to talk to me? I don't want to exactly. talk to you. Exactly. That it, and that's that's another thing. Like who who told you to do that? And I'm telling you, don't do that to me. Because I think let me go. Listen, the best thing people have in terms of like really giving you a snap into their life is social media. You know, people put up videos that will be there for you know as long as you know. However, I don't know. You know, people have phones and pictures. Like that's the best way to have that. I remember I had a friend that passed away and um you know I, I played voicemails for as long as I you know they lasted I try to save them for as long as I could because that was all I had yeah you know so yeah I don't I don't I don't know I don't like it I don't I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I really don't like. I don't like it because I I think it hinders the grieving process that's my opinion yeah well mm, yeah it's I think it's going to be a thing just get ready for people to take moments out to you know, just like with people like <laughs> they, she gets time to do breastfeeding. People are going to like get time to be with their loved ones. That's where the okay. future's going, I think. All right. Well, all right. Going on to look, we didn't, we didn't like that one. That was kind of dark. Bringing it up to the weekend D. You got it going on. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Get on up, get on up. <sighs> Look at us all smiling oh, and laughing. You paraphrase this because she wrote a long letter. Wah. Okay. Um. So basically, well, this okay, young lady. You gotta do. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see, and then you tell me how I did. Okay. I, all right. I was already like, ah, but okay. I'm already, I'm already long winded. So, <laughs> so all right. Um. Is this my best friend? I'm my best friend, mm -hmm. and my best friend has a boyfriend, and me and her boyfriend are actually close, and we're pretty cool, is what she's saying, right? Um, mm -hmm. to the point where they hang out, they do stuff, and because you know her best friend is very busy, her best friend is totally cool with it, like it's not even a problem. Um, and to be honest with you, they do have a chemistry, and she found that even when she went to like the coffee shop without him. The young lady barista had said like, hey, where's your boyfriend? And she's like, oh, shoot, like that's not my boyfriend. But is that the vibe that we're giving off? Like, oh, shoot. And then mm -hmm. when seeing that way, she's like, you know what? I actually do vibe with him. And even though he playfully flirts and stuff like that, like I'm kind of falling for him a little bit. And there is a chemistry and we we could, you know, we could potentially like be good together. Um, I don't want to lose my friendship. And, you know, I, I, cause I've known my friend since she was saying since she was 12 years old and now they're only 22. That, so that part had me like, okay, I need to know how old you are right now. Um, she says, um, 
Sometimes I feel like I need to stop speaking to both of them or I'll do something I regret, like starting a secret relationship with my best friend's boyfriend. I know I could limit the time I spend with him and only hang out with him, but when my best friend is around, um, but that just means I will continue falling in love with him. What do I do? So, <laughs> yeah, like she's, she's, so again, she's a little Delulu. But she's, a, she's, she's 22 okay. and. I don't want to say that. Mm, No, no, she's, she's 22 and she's, listen, I know what it is to be 22. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like there was always that trust thing. Like I, I trust my friends and vice versa. So, you know, I remember like my best friend, what? Go for it. I'm sorry. I just, and you know what? You, you had to say it again. She's 22. So you're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were like teenagers. So yeah, you know, you learn now I will, I will go back to our late great loving grandmother and some of the things that she has shared with me, especially, you know, you remember there was a time, I think we all kind of, I mean, you know, you hang out with your boyfriend and you bring your friend, you know, your, your friends around and everybody, we, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. And yes, but I'll never forget our grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, rest well, but that was something and I couldn't get it. And she was just saying, you know, you don't leave your, you don't leave your friend over there with your, with your man. You, you don't do that. And at the time, like I couldn't, I was like, but we're all friends. I couldn't get it. I didn't get it at the time, but experience and life has taught me. Now I understand why she said what she said. You know, because at the time it was like, first of all, my best friend would never and he would never. I just couldn't. It didn't make sense in my mind. But our grandmother was very clear. Like, don't you don't you don't do that. You don't leave them alone and you don't. Yeah, y'all can be friends, but make sure that you are there. And I, now I, I do understand. So I say all that to say is this as she's asking for advice. Because her hormones and her feelings and whatever the connection, she hasn't said, has he reciprocated? But I'm assuming, you know, they're playful and they they flirt together. You know, she's flirting with her best friend's boyfriend. I would think you want, you have to extricate yourself from that situation. First of all, you got to make a choice because if that's your best friend, you you want the friendship or you you want to make a play for your best friend's boyfriend. Either way, it's, it's two different roads. So if this is somebody, like she said, I've known, this is my best friend. I've known her since we were 12 years old. Well, then I would think you would want to save the friendship. And the only way that you could do that is to excommunicate yourself and extricate yourself from being around them. First, be honest, you know, tell your friend exactly what's going on. That might be a make or break, but at least make her aware. I would think, don't you think, I don't, and this might not be the best advice, but I would if I was her best friend, I would want to know that. Like, I'm having feelings for your man. Uh, maybe it's not the best I'd be around. That's honest. Mm-hmm. And then we could deal with it accordingly. But because otherwise she's just going to be pulling herself away and not being around. And no, I can't do this or whatever when he's around. And it's going to look suspicious. So just get it out the air. You know, air it out and say exactly what it is. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And 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 play it accordingly. I don't think she should make a play for her best friend's boyfriend because how you get them is how you keep them. That's how mm-hmm. it. That's how it always goes. So no, mm-hmm. you that karma will definitely come back to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you. I don't think you're ready for it. So make a decision. Make a decision. Tell your best friend what mm-hmm. your feelings are, and then politely just extricate yourself out of 
the the public outings and the private outings. That's is what politefully I think. a word? Hmm? Is politefully a word? Politely. <laughs> no, I liked politefully. <laughs> I was like, now that's a word. We're on to something. <laughs> I, I, I said politely. I didn't even say politely, but yes. But okay. that, but that, I don't know. Maybe, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, I, I think that was good. You know, just tell her, get it out of, uh, you know, get, get it off your chest and tell your friend. Um, you know, I was going to actually like, when did, you know, when did our grandmother tell you that? Cause I feel like I, she told me that I'm like, how old were you? But anyway, um, yeah, where do you, where, where does your loyalty lie? So I always look at it like this and I, you know, I've, I've told many of my, you know, friends that they can tell their man this. I don't have loyalty to you. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're not, you're not Say my homie. Like I, I have told many of my friends, like my, my, my girlfriends, like, you know, that mm-hmm. I grew up with, if uh-huh. they need to run and tell their man anything with me, my loyalty lies with, with her. Like, this is my friend. I don't have any loyalty to you. So like, if I see you out, I've seen things shady. Like it's not for me to keep no secrets. Like I'm running and I'm telling, like, this is my friend. This is where the loyalty is. I'm a loyal friend. That's what I'm saying for me. So in this case, she has no loyalty to this boyfriend. So it she is, it is her, she has no loyalty to the boyfriend. She has loyalty to the that's friendship. That's not her boyfriend though. You're saying that's what she I'm has saying. No loyalty to, to the boyfriend, that boyfriend. boyfriend. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just calling him the boyfriend. He, she has no loyalty to him. She has loyalty to the friendship. If that, if that's really what it is, you know, if it's tearing you apart, then it's really, it's about loyalty to the friendship. So yeah, so like you said, so like you said, get it off your chest and, and talk to your friend about it. Mm, that says, that says a lot. It's going to be hard, but you know, yeah, that says a lot. It's going to suck, but so what? You're 22. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're in agreement? We're in agreement. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so go and have that conversation with your best friend. Talk to your friend. You call yeah, call her your friend. Best friend forever and tell her, look, I'm figured I'm back up. I don't want to invite me out all the time and I might not want to be around him because... I I kind of like him, Ugh. and I can't trust myself around him. Hmm. Mm. Mm. See how that go over, but it's the truth. Mm. That's oh, <laughs> that, that sounds just so sticky. Mm-hmm. It does, and I'm I'm trying to think what her best friend's reaction is going to be. Like, okay, I mean, I would hope that she would give her an A for effort and an E for honesty, you know, H for honesty. Like, thank you for being honest. And now I can move accordingly and I'm going to just watch y'all like a heart. I, I don't want you around them. Or, yeah, because then it could be the question of like, have he, has he ever made you feel like you had a chance? Oh, yeah. Because, it's gonna be, they're going to have right? to have that conversation. Right? Because sometimes it yeah. could be like, you know, right away, like, girl, but I never felt like he would even look at me twice or whatever. Like, some dudes still know how to put up that, like, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? But if he made you feel like, hey, you know, like you'd be saying what 50 Cent, you could get it. If he made you feel that way, then that's that's something to be said too. Like, yeah, and it goes both ways. Yeah. So, okay. it, so she's saying, check your man. It's going to get nasty. Girl, check your man. <laughs> she going to flip it. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a doozy, though. Tell He's her, tell her the truth. Tell her. These damn baby hair and coffin nail girls, girl, they're gonna start some shit. Mm. Well, oh well, okay. Well, I'm impressed. That, listen, I'm impressed that she's 22 and they wrote us that part right there. <laughs> they they want to know what the aunties got to say. What the grand aunties? Uh-uh, got to I, say. Look, I look, I look, I ain't no auntie. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't your auntie. 
I mean, you know what? This brought me back to, I remember, I remember this. I remember this time. Like I mm. said, in my head, you remember I used to go around with my BFF at the time and my, my mans. And I mean, yeah, go pick her up. Go. Yeah. That's my best. That's my best friend. I, I didn't think of the other way. Like I didn't mm. think of the other way. Mm-mm. No, I just, well, you know, if that's the case, then it seems like our grandmother was always offering that advice to all her granddaughters. Cause, yeah, I know she was. I mean, I'm just, I know she was. Cause mm-hmm. I know you, I know you've had it. I know I mm-hmm. didn't, I, I didn't see it. No, I didn't. But okay. And, yeah. I mean, and to me, I thought it was great. Like when we were young, you know, like, we all be on three way and we'd all be on the phone with each other. Like it was no big deal. Like if we were all going to Burger King, you know, like I'd be in the car with, you know, my best friend's boyfriend and we'd be on her way to get her. And then when she gets in, I jump back in the back seat and you know, we all, it was like the funniest thing. Like it, it was not even, and you know, something else is because I have sisters. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little different as far as like, you know, having female friends and having, um, you know, trust issues and insecurities. Like it, it my, my uh my my third eye is already built with my sisters. So I have to look at other females that I let in, in my circle as like my sisters as well. That's how I have to look at it. Like we have loyalty mm-hmm. to each other. That's just mm-hmm. that's just how I roll. Yeah, yeah. And that's I it mean, helps I guess. when you have it, sisters. It, and, you know, I, and that's maybe where I'm coming from. So it it the advice gave me a little bit more insecurity than I had, but now looking at it like, well, it made sense. And maybe if I had a paid attention a little bit more, things would have been a little been different. I I was I was not. Hmm. Hmm. I was not doing an eagle eye like I maybe I should have. Yeah, but but you know, to be young, to I always say to be young and dumb is is, is good times. I'm like, ooh, 22, girl. Yeah. Just, it's, girl. It's so, yeah. It's plenty. Of, you ain't got to. Look, I'm going to say, when you start going to work and you start meeting a whole different set of social people, you're going to meet somebody else's boyfriend and then somebody else's husband and somebody else's boyfriend. It's going to be a whole bunch of other boyfriends you're going to be coming in contact with and you don't even know these females. <laughs> and then you really going to have to get your game up because you're going to be telling motherfuckers no right and left. Then you really have to get your standards and your boundaries, you know, and your integrity together. You know, who are you trying to be out here? So trust me, if it ain't going to be your your best friend's boyfriend, it's going to be somebody else's boyfriend. You're 22. Yeah. And you probably got coffin nails. And, and you probably look and you probably love this Meg the Stallion new um, <laughs> fitness commercial, too. She has a fitness commercial? I didn't know that. Yeah. My girl is over here talking about crunch fitness or one of these damn uh, gyms. Oh, for real? Get right. Get, now's the time. Get right. Talking to me with her hands. Get your hands out my face, Meg Stallion. Okay, so just as an aside, where are you seeing these commercials? Like, what uh, is it on, on like, regular TV? TV? I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. You Marvin the Martian? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have. I, I nanner. Don't have, nanner, nanner. <laughs> See? Stop. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see commercials. I don't know these commercials. Listen so. here, Mark and Mindy. I'm telling you now. <laughs> okay, it's a small wonder. It's regular TV. Okay, Jamie. It's regular TV. Channel 2 to 11. Okay? Nothing too crazy. <laughs> Eat 
arp, orp, op, op, and that means I love you, okay? She over here from the future. Where are you seeing these commercials? <laughs> Tell the others. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. My God. <laughs> what are we talking about? Commercials. Jeez, I just, Louise. I've never seen a make, I've never seen a, I haven't seen commercials in so long. Anyway. Oh my goodness. And uh, you know, I haven't seen a, a commercial for a movie. Yeah. She's, Meg Thee Stallion is promoting Planet Fitness and it started with like the Super Bowl. Like she was really, you know, not, I didn't mean to say Super Bowl. I meant to say New Year's, New Year's, um, before the New Year's uh, ball drop, they started really playing this commercial on this uh, Planet Fitness. And she's like uh queen Planet Fitness in a, a, a cloud and she's, Talking about how she saved the world with fitness. Anyway, it's it's a cute little promo, but you know, okay, that's right. anyway. So. All right. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of pimping the game, because I love that Megan is doing that. I want to talk about my jam. Let's get into my jam. And Woo! Wow. My jam this week is P I M P. I don't know what you heard about me. Mm. And a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. You notice know about my at, uh uh you get it, fifty cent. Okay. Tell the masses. Get Rich or Die Trying, which came out in two thousand and three. Mm. Oh my gosh. Ooh. So it was produced by D twelve and mixed by Dr. Dre. And this was I think Get Rich or Die Trying, was that his third album or the third? I can't remember, but Oh, that was a long time ago. So, um, if you remember the song, this is like one of one of my favorite 50 Cent songs. 50 Cent is not the greatest rapper, he's not the greatest artist, but you gotta give it to him, man. He is he's he's a businessman. And um, you know, he has obviously he has some staying power because we're talking about a song that came out over 20 years ago. And it still rocks for me. So given that we have been talking about Cat Williams. Um, Pimp Down, uh, Money Mike. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. thought it was appropriate to bring up the PIMP. So if you remember this video, this is the thing I've got. There was a time, I don't know, is that being BET Uncut or whatever anymore? I don't know. But oh, it's not even. They just was, play it all. Huh? They just yeah, play so, it all. No, because mm -hmm. there was there was a clean version of this mm -hmm. video, and then it was one where the girls was topless. Did you, did you ever see that one? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I, remember. I do remember that. So, and then, you know, he, he comes out and he shows everybody his magic stick and he was able to get into the pimp legion of doom with his head by uh, a dog. That was the, Don Juan in the video. The, magic the, Bishop yeah. Don Juan. So that was, the, that was the video. So, I mean, you, you gotta give it to 50 Cent because we are talking about somebody who has been in the game for, what, are we talking like 30 years almost? Something like that. Has so, it been? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One thing is gonna stop, and that is time. You make it up, but it's, it's still going. Whoa. So I'm, I'm giving this jam to the PIMP. What do you think? That's a good one. I, yeah, he has a nice little, like a little pimp flow in that song. She like my salad because he's laughing because I'm from New York. <laughs> you know, he has a. Yeah, I do, I do. That that was a good little flow. Like you said, he's not like you know the lyricist where it's like, oh shoot, put him in a battle, you know. But he. he <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay, you stay right there, rabbit. But um, I think for the most part, and by rabbit, I'm talking about um, Eminem. Um, oh, it's a good jam. I forgot. Good that's, jam. That was his name in the movie, right? Mm, yeah, that was. 
that was uh, what's that what's that damn movie with anyway so yeah i think this is a good one and it, and it rocks he had us all and when you say the year that's the part that has me like oh my god what how long ago that was and it just doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Remix with this? With, no, I'm thinking Lil Kim. I'm thinking Lil Kim. But anyway, um, with yeah, excellent song. D I M P. He said they can't get a dollar out of me. Yo, why? Why? Can I just say, like, I was just listening to also Jay Z's um, Big Pimpin' Spinning Cheese, and you know, you have this song Pimpin', and it's like so anti. I don't even know how to put it. It's so, it's so disrespectful, and I just be like, turn that shit up. So <laughs> there's something about on this one era. note. It's so disrespectful, but on the other note, because you like, know why? I'm just like, you know, you're listening. You'd be like, well, you ain't talking about me. So exactly, it's just it's just I shit talking. You'd be like, oh, he talking some shit. Ain't he talking some shit though? Yeah, oh. but, right. But somehow you're able to separate yourself. Well, you know, this this ain't me. You're talking this about ain't me. me. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, that's how you listen to like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that that was, I like how you put that. I like how you put that, though. That was funny. That was that's clever. Yeah, well, 50 Cent is on the song. He's talking about whole business. I'm like, well, ain't he talking about me? He's saying no business, like whole business. business. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he he's a he's a little he's a little comic. Yeah, he does say some funny oh, stuff. Oh man. Yeah. But mm, that's my jam. That is my jam. Good one. Good one. Money with me. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, look, this ha- we are just kicking off 2024. We we got this show. We we probably went almost an hour and a half. We we did that. Thank you for sticking to, with us. Yeah, we try to keep it, you know, a little 45 minutes, a little in and out. But you know what? We, we stayed with y'all. We, we um, you know, we, we stayed in the bed tonight. <laughs> we, we, sure made it. Out. <laughs> we spooned and cuddled. <laughs> <laughs> we Netflix and chilled. <laughs> oh, so look, y'all, we have come to the end of this episode, our 150th episode. But- wow. Wow, right? That's something. But you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Speaker Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show. We got a TV show, y'all, on Island TV. You can download the Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And Shatara, what else we got to let them know? We let you know that if you have a question for the Weekend D Report, I want to make sure I said it right, the Weekend D Report. And if you want to advertise with us, and if you want to keep up to date on all my upcoming comedy shows, because you know I bring the funny, as well as our podcasts and TV events, you know what you do? You got to get social with us. As always, DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, stay healthy, stay well. Peace. Peace out.